It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Man, I'm, so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, man. Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot, fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it every night about it. A real C's fan wouldn't want to live their life without it. Banner 18 in the making, we gotta make it. Best squad in the East and still we can't get complacent. Most winning franchise, so the history's ancient. You can tell the mother guys are going plan a vacation. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J. King Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring The most in-depth coverage that you ever gonna hear Well-respected in a city like Russell's career It's raining Jay. Millie's Welcome back. This is the Locked On Celtics Podcast And we want to thank you for making us part of your daily routine We're here for you Monday through Friday And this is the Thursday morning celebration of the Boston Celtics 99-91 win over the Indiana Pacers in Game 2 of the opening round. And we're here to talk about it. I'm John Corrales of MassLive.com. I'd normally introduce us as the Rain and Jays, but that doesn't really apply. You're, it doesn't apply, no. No. Not I, me. It was it was actually supposed to be Jam with Chris Grenham, but it's me with Chris Grenham because Jam's out sick. He couldn't pull an Al Horford. In, 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 Al Horford's flu game couldn't be Packers' yeah, flu game. couldn't be Packers. You know... But Shame. so, you know, you adjust. That means somebody's got to play more minutes. And so here we are. And uh, that, of Nesson.com, I should say. That's right. That's right. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, appreciate it. So we're going to walk you through this real quick. Celtics beat the Pacers 99-91 behind a 31-12 fourth quarter. Uh, they came into that fourth quarter. Let's just start there. We're going to do this in sections like we're going to start with the good stuff in the fourth quarter good place to start you know let's why not so Celtics came into this quarter down 12 after a a just terrible third quarter where they are outscored 29 to 16 and in that fourth quarter with Miles Turner off the floor and we'll get to Miles Turner later but with Miles Turner off the floor the Celtics were able to get aggressive and they attacked the basket and it, over the course of the first few minutes of the quarter, they they turned that 12-point lead with no Kyrie Irving down to a four-point lead, uh, punctuated by Jason Tatum's drive and dunk with no shot blocker there. Not, you know, wide open lane, and, and he finished. Tatum was great. I mean, obviously the lane was open. You had no Miles Turner threatening any deflections, any blocks, but Tatum was awesome, and I thought, he won't get talked about as much, but Al Horford played an extended stretch the end of the third quarter into the fourth quarter, yeah. and he opens up a lot of flexibility for them. And having him just at that free throw line, because he started going to the hoop a little bit more, he was a non-factor when he played in the first half. They got him the ball a couple times in those first couple possessions of the fourth quarter at the free throw line. He drove through, I think he had four straight points, and that just allowed him to draw a little bit more attention, which took a little bit off Tatum. Tatum gets to the rim, and I, I thought that opened a lot of things, but you're right. No Miles Turner was huge. Tatum was the centerpiece of this offense before uh, Kyrie came back into the game. But it, it was it was huge that they can, you know, manage to battle back without Kyrie on the floor. I mean, that was that was a nice surprise. Yeah, it was a nice <laughs> surprise. Yeah. Um, so and also a couple of good Rozier minutes. Just Terry was great since, on defense since tonight. we're here. Since we're here, and we 
shitting on Terry Rozier is a a common practice. Yes, for for good enough reason. Mm-hmm. Like he, it's, I don't think it's exaggerated. He earns it. But he was he was really good defensively. I thought his pick and roll defense was excellent. So much better than it has been in the past. Like too. I highlighted on Twitter the other day about how on the pick and roll that he has been very guilty of not kind of checking the roll man. Yeah. So the you, you set the pick. Some Sabonis, whomever sets the pick, and and Al Horford goes over to stop the penetration, and it, what Rozier did in this game that he didn't do in others is gets in front of the big that's mm-hmm. rolling, and even if the shot goes up, he he actually boxed a couple guys out, right? Which he never ever does. never does, and that was so nice because people see the box from eh, Rozier in twenty minutes, he only had four points, but he was so good on the defensive end. It was I will take crazy. this Rozier. Like he he made some mistakes, and there were I think there were some times I was sitting next to Tom Westerholm, and I was like, you gotta get Terry Rozier out of the game, <laughs> and he's like. That, I don't think that turnover was mostly his fault. And it was like, you know, it's probably a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, because he's been making those reactions for the last couple months, and that's right. totally understandable. And he had a couple of rosier moments. Yeah. But I think defensively he played much, much better than he played in game one. This was the best defensive one. game in a while. In a my long opinion. time, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with that pick-and-roll defense. And but. so, but he had he had a putback in that, in that run, yep. and he also had an assist to Horford in that run. And then Tatum, obviously, he had uh, a tip in and the dunk. So over the course of the first four minutes or so, the Celtics cut this thing to four, and then Kyrie Irving comes in, yeah. and and all Scorched of a sudden, earth. yeah, yeah, comes in. He gets he gets the um, he gets a three behind a pick from Al Horford. He gets yep. a three, you know, streaking up the left sideline where he's like calling for Rozier, like give me the ball, <laughs> yeah. give it to me. Gets it one dribble, boom! That thing goes up, and yep. he's like losing his mind. And in this building, that goes into the timeout, right? They call the, timeout. Yes, that. Yep. this building, which coming into the fourth quarter, which was dead, was all of a sudden out of its mind. It was. I thought it was funny. After the third quarter, and just everything was shit. And <laughs> the Celtic, the Celtics in-game production people were like, "We need, we need <laughs> something." <laughs> we need- so, very they, smart thinking on their part. They <laughs> they they first in in the same timeout, they they blow right by the fan of the game thing. There's no voting for fan no of the time. game. Nope, nope. We got a t shirt toss. <laughs> get people up out of their seats for the t shirt toss. Yeah. Okay, get up out of your seats. We've got another th- we now have uh, oh, here's Bill Belichick and here's, <laughs> here's Julian Edelman. Edelman. Yeah. Like, oh yes, that's right, the <laughs> Patriots woo. <laughs> and then in the in the middle of it, in the middle of this run, they bust out an old Paul, Paul Pierce. Pierce. Hump, I mean, and pipe, that, uh, that was perfect. Yeah, that was perfect. I was joking around. I'm like, if if they lose this lead, they might pull out an old KG video. Yeah, I was expecting the KG yeah. video, but because the it worked arena, perfectly, it was it was masterful production to bring out that Paul Pierce Al Harrington quote. It was it was oh, perfect. it was great. It was perfect. Um, and in the middle of all of that, Kyrie's doing his thing, and this place goes nuts. Uh, to Indy's credit, they come back and they take a lead. Mm-hmm. And it's it's feeling like for a second, like, oh, God, maybe the Celtics got themselves in too much of a hole. And I was shocked Indy came back to take the lead also because the way the arena – was the momentum had swung, in my opinion, when the arena was kind of going crazy and Kyrie was, like we said, going scorched earth. I thought when they, I think it was 87, 85, I think it was when they, I was, I thought there was no way. Mm-hmm. I thought that was game. I thought Indiana was, there was no chance they were going to jump back up. So I was pretty impressed, for one, because they went 
what, seven minutes without a bucket, and they were still only trailing by one? Yeah. So I tweeted this out when it was 82-81. Yeah. Bogdanovich, so Kyrie hits his shot, Mm -hmm. his three. Bogdanovich comes down and misses a three. And I thought, hmm, this is where a star is supposed to step up. Right. And then a minute later, Kyrie hits his three, and I was like, see, this is it. This is, this it. is the difference. Yeah. This is the narrative that Pacers don't have that star, star player. Bogey's good, and that's it's a not, nice story, he's but he's not, not yeah. right. And so, but to his credit, he came back and hit two tough shots yeah. after that. I think really one of the underrated turning points of this game was after he hit a couple of those jumpers, the Celtics did a good job running him off the line, off the three-point line, and they turned him into a driver, which mm-hmm. he's not comfortable with. No. And he missed a reverse layup, and that led to a breakout. And then on another drive, it was Al Horford rejecting him. Which and, started. The- and that started the Jalen Brown kick-out pass. The drive left, kick-out to Tatum for three. Uh, which Brad Stevens says is one of the best plays Jalen Brown has ever made in his entire life. He's right. I mean, Jalen Brown is a guy who's had so much issue. He's had so many issues with his court vision, especially in transition. So the fact that he can go to the hoop and find a guy like Tatum in the corner like that is was like it was music. I mean, it was wonderful. Oh my god, it was incredible. I never thought I would see that. Uh, and then again, credit to Tatum because he had missed the three a couple like a couple possessions before, and he comes back and knocks down the other corner one. I mean, it was it was a tremendous sequence but it all started with the Horford block yes. down at the other end. Yeah. I mean defense leads to offense and you yeah. get that you get a block like that and you get out in transition and and the Pacers have had problems stopping the Celtics in transition. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a focus for them and they just haven't been able to do it. And in that situation, you've got your best player driving and a lot of people are below the free throw line. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get out. And Jalen Brown right around here the red R back thing got past Darren Collison and when he got to the lane it felt like one of those times where here goes Jalen. He's gonna, and he he, he had a lane, right? But he was, was like, gonna go full tunnel vision, yeah. Like he normally he does. was going to go and challenge Miles Turner mm-hmm. and try that dunk. Maybe he would have gotten fouled. Yeah, who knows what would have happened? You can't. You get a guess, right? But in that moment, like I don't remember ever even seeing him make that play. I've never, I, no joke. I I tweeted it. I said that's the best transition pass I've ever seen him make. Yeah. Because he doesn't make it. That's just not he just simply doesn't make it. That's not that's not a Jalen Brown play it's to not. make. And credit to him for making that adjustment in transition. I mean that's big. And and look, I've I've been criti- critical of him mm-hmm. all throughout this season, last season. Th- th- this has been a step in his progression. Yeah. You know, I gotta say Chris, it's easy to forget sometimes how young these guys are. Yeah. And that we want everybody to do everything now. And because we're doing things every day, yeah. we're like, okay, I'm going to look at this film. I'm going to look at the game and say, okay, here are the weaknesses that he needs to work on. And, well, now I've identified the weakness. Why aren't you doing this? Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> it becomes a, like a harping thing. And it just takes time for some guys to progress to. Yeah. Like that's, that's something that Al Horford said after the game. It's something that Brad has been harping on. And, and now he made the play. Now it's a thing that he can do. Yeah. And that's an important development. And now 
I mean, I'm not going to expect him to make these amazing passes all the time. I am. I'm fully. <laughs> <laughs> I have completely changed my view but, of him in transition. Yeah. <laughs> but that is such a huge it's threat. Massive, yeah. Think about now when he drives, if people are thinking about that pass. It opens up a world of difference for that defense. And, and speaking of, I don't want to completely jump here, but speaking of adjustments, the next play, the next offensive possession for the Celtics, Tatum's patience driving to the hoop to make the pass, to let the play develop, yep, and then find Hayward slipping onto the baseline. I mean, last year, even a couple months ago, he does not make that pass. Right. He does not slow down driving to the hoop. He probably goes through him. And again, maybe he gets fouled. You can't play that what-if game. But the fact that he was patient enough to slow down, let that play develop, let Hayward cut baseline, I mean, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I love seeing him make that pass. And I'm sitting there thinking, and I said out loud, there's no way that Kyrie's not pulling up for the dagger here. Right. Like, that is, yeah. you're up one, you hit that three, it's a four-point game, and this thing's over. Yep. That is as classic a setup for Kyrie pull-up dagger three. That's it, yeah. That, and he does it all the time. Right. For Kyrie to say, oh, here comes the double team, I'm going to give it off to Jalen, I mean to, to Jason, yep. who's also, had, he had ten points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. More than so you, Kyrie, it was a high score, yeah. You had the nine-point guy giving it up to the ten-point guy. Yep. Each of them had hit huge, huge shots in this game. Yeah. And each of them said, nope, you do it. Nope, I'm going to do this. Here you go, Gordon. Like That is everything that we've wanted from this team. Yeah. The unselfishness, the right play, the right read, that entire sequence was exactly what we've wanted from this team all season long. It was perfect. And then he finishes it with the dunk after Wes Matthews decides to throw it on the inbounds pass to the Celtics <laughs> bench. <laughs> so then you have Tatum at the other end off the inbound, which was another really questionable late game execution, questionable decision making on the Pacers. But Tatum ended up finishing the end one dunk at the other end. So that's again that's another, it. Another show, another show by him. Why don't we? take a break here and transition into some of what we the Pacers stuff because uh, we're going to have to look at, I don't know what adjustments they're going to make, but we're going to talk about that. We'll talk it through when we come back on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. A reminder, of course, if you're new to the podcast, if you're just listening for the first time, go ahead and subscribe. You can use the new Himalaya podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere podcasts exist. Tell your smartphone or your smart device in your car to play podcast Locked On Celtics. We're coming right back. Stay, stay with us. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet, wherever you get your podcasts. You know, Chris, as, as great as this last two minute or last minute or so uh, stretch was for the Celtics, imagine being a Pacers fan and watching your team implode like that. I'm ruined. I mean, <laughs> I am ruined. I, I I feel bad for like you. Obviously, this you want the Celtics to win, and it's a, it was a great game back and forth. Yeah. You know, punches being thrown, you know, metaphorically speaking. And then that out-of-bounds play, was it Matthews? It was Wes Matthews, yeah. He was looking for Bogdanovich, and I I think he cut. He was expecting to cut down. He cut towards half court instead. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was coming right at Jay Laranega. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell was – what just happened? Yeah. And that, that was just it. Yeah. Like, that was it. Yeah. Once, once they didn't, once they weren't on the same page, they could never recover. No, it was it was a mess. And then the the next inbound play when they realistically should have fouled Hayward when he got the ball right off the inbound, and yep. then he just found Tatum right away because they were just staring at him. Yeah, it was almost as if they were looking for Kyrie to get the ball, and he didn't get it. So it was like, oh, what do we do? He doesn't yeah. have the ball. Like, what do we do? They had no, they had no alternative. They had none. And yeah. I, I think. This goes to like when I said that Kyrie was going to pull up for that dagger three. Mm-hmm. I think everyone expected that. I think all the Pacers expected that. Yeah. And when he didn't, it was like, oh shit, he yeah. passed it. Yeah. And then a wild overreaction to Tatum because now Tatum is good and has the ball. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And then you forget like to give up in that stretch a layup right under the basket and an and one dunk. Like that is the absolute epitome of a team that it, it fell apart. It was like the Blues Mobile at the end of the Blues Brothers, where yeah. it, they they'd run as far as they could go, yep. and the entire thing just collapsed. Yep. Which, I mean, as a basketball fan, I it's kind of a shame to see a team just lose a game because all of a sudden their they, brains it was just, just shut a total off. Meltdown. They, their brains just shut off yeah. for a second. I mean that team. That was a team that has played really, really good defense all yeah. series, and then suddenly you got a guy like Hayward cutting untouched. No one's even near him, slipping back door. Like that should never happen, never. especially at that point in the game. And again, that's just a lack of execution. And they were, they had no alternative once Kyrie didn't have the ball, and it was Tatum. It was like, what the hell are we supposed to do here? Yeah, and and I don't want to keep pushing the the star no star narrative. You feel like there was a presence on the floor that that. that I don't know if Oladipo could have gotten them back together or not. Maybe maybe after you have the turnover, there's a guy on the floor that you could look to to be like, yeah. okay, the clapping. Like, all right, all right, let's go. Yeah. Let's get back to it. A leader like that, maybe not. Maybe he would be the guy that would come down and hit a shot to calm things down. But what they were missing in that moment 
was the guy who was positive. It, like just to a, bring them together, like a Marcus Smart. Yeah, that's like, exactly what I was in thinking. In that yeah. moment, like a Marcus Smart would be like, "Okay, forget it, forget it, forget it. Move on." You just need Next a glue play. guy. You need a glue guy. And they do not have that. That's really one of the things that they they are missing. Yeah, and you you waste a a pretty good performance from Bogdanovich. Now again, yeah. Bogdanovich had uh, what was his final numbers? Twenty three points, nine of twenty one. You know, but four of eight from three. Yeah. Uh, Eight rebounds, three assists, four steals. I mean, he he was he was pretty good. And you said it before we started recording. The Celtics did a pretty good job of pushing him off the perimeter toward late, and he was still relatively effective. Like, yeah, that's not his game, and he was still managing to get to the hoop. And so he's he's their guy right yeah. now. But he's not a guy who's meant to create his own shot. I mean, that's not his game. No. And then you, know, they did a good job. I think early on, I saw them run a couple of sets that were aimed at getting him some easy baskets. Mm-hmm. I thought it was imperative for the Pacers to try to get him established early when you're when you're a big time scorer like he can be getting some easy buckets early is something that you can that can get you going. Yeah. Um so I thought they did a pretty good job of that. I think the problem with the the Pacers is they only have so much that they can do. Like Nate McMillan so limited. is great at getting everything he can like squeezing every bit of juice from that orange yeah but what he's not good at i don't think there's there was nothing new there was no new wrinkle in this offense that and look they scored 91 points right it's better than 74 yeah it's much better than but you're right there's only so many other wrinkles that you can work in when you're Turning to guys like Wes Matthews or like Tyreek Evans or Corey Joseph, it's like how much are you going to create right with those guys? Right. I mean, Tyreek can get hot for a little bit. Yeah. Collison can can hit a few shots. Uh, Thad Young can hit a few shots, although not from three. Right. Um, which which is just so huge because the Celtics can sag off of him, and he was one for five. Saying he's going to take he's going to take four or five threes. Yeah, he is, especially when the Celtics give them to him, and they will let him shoot. All day long, and why would you not? Of course, yeah. I mean, that's in. I think uh, it was in our last podcast, uh, last post game podcast, where Sam Packer was like, "Just wonder how good he could be if he was just a little bit better from three, just a a little bit." bit. And it would, and it would change the way teams defend them, yeah, as a whole. I mean, because you watch what it does for the Celtics defense when guys like. If Horford is switched on to him or just guarding him, he can sag off. I mean, it opens up a world of difference for Brad Stevens' defense, mm-hmm. and it's got to be horrifying for Nate McMillan to watch him just float out there by himself and know he's going to pull one. <laughs> like, no, not, yeah, no. But you know, look, he's willing. If it, it, it just he's just going to find a, but he's right, just a, a little bit just better. A, would just one more make, game? Just yeah. hit one more yeah. game. Um, the Pacers were at their best in the third quarter of this mm-hmm. game. When Miles Turner was erasing everything at the rim, I don't know how in the hell he's only got two official blocks. Yeah, they both came in that third quarter, but it was <laughs> far more. If <laughs> I don't know how they register blocks I, here, I, but he he changed. I don't know how many shots. Yeah, he was impacting like, everything inside and like comically bad. Like I remember Mook driving and throwing one like <laughs> literally over his head, like anything to avoid Miles Turner's right. wrath. Yeah, the Celtics were terrible at. Like I'm a big believer in attacking a shot blocker. Right, but 
when you attack a shot blocker, you got to get into his body. You have to make him attack, put his arms really down. Really attack him. Don't yeah. half attack him. Go at him. And like Tatum did, like that half attack that you mm-hmm. said, trying to like little sweeping yep. thing. He's just too good. He's yeah, you too, can't do that. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in that third quarter, when the Celt like the, it wasn't like. A, they went on a run. Do you remember what the run was in the third quarter for them? Mm, I don't. Um, it was whatever the run was for the the Pacers. It was. It wasn't like a Warriors. Oh, they're hot. You know, boom, boom, boom from three, and right. it's a fifteen-two run. It was a slow, steady Celtics. Celtics are letting this get out of control. Yep. Why isn't Brad Stevens calling these timeouts? Why are we still trying to do the same thing? Like the, there was the, a long twelve to two run in there. Yeah, yeah. So that type of thing, it was fueled by. I don't know why Brad didn't call a timeout. To be honest yeah. with you, but the 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 Celtics kept trying to run their offense, and they were attacking, but they weren't really getting into Turner's body, and he was just deflecting or altering or whatever. Right. And I mean, their eyes must have lit up. Oh when he was on the bench to start that fourth quarter. Because he played all 12 minutes of the third quarter. Yeah. So he needed to sit at some point. Yeah. And, I mean, you asked a couple questions post-game to him. Like, what does that mean to you? You know, you're talking to Kyrie and Tatum. You come out there and Turner's on the bench. Like, yeah. That's like, a great feeling. Hello. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Look at it. We can get into the paint. Yeah. And they took full advantage, rightfully so. I mean, and then what the Celtics really did well after that was once the Pacers were scrambling, they used Horford – to pull Turner away, yeah. and they matched up really well on the floor, and and got Turner on Horford, and they just pull him away from the hoop. Pull him away. Bit. They just said high Space, pick and roll right yeah. here at the top of the three point line, yep. and now Turner is nowhere near as effective. He did a great job. He can switch on to a guard, and and he did a great job keeping guys in front of him, mm. like th- not just blocking shots, he's but super he stopped drives. Yeah. Like he was really, really good defensively in that yeah. third quarter. In the fourth quarter, I think once things got a little frantic, then that reduced his effectiveness. Once he was pulled away, the guys behind him, instead of being able to funnel a, a team into the teeth of a shot blocker, mm. he was away from the rim and, and just and at that point, then the Celtics were hot, right? And and then it Horford just is so didn't good at pulling guys like that away from the oh. hoop. I mean, you see it with Embiid, obviously, and he does it with so many guys. But he's so effective just for floor spacing purposes, but also just dragging someone like him away from the hoop. Yeah, changes everything. Yeah, it's just it's wild how good. And, and he was sick. He looked sick. He did not look good. He, he did not look good. I was in the locker room after with my phone underneath his. You know, I'm recording him, and I'm. Looking at him, I start pulling my phone slowly away. I'm like, I need to purell my phone. <laughs> it's funny. Tom Tom, and I were like, okay, who? somebody's got to be in the interview room because right. now in the playoffs it's two different places. He's like, do you want to do – because he did a locker room the last time. And he's like, do you want to go in the locker room? I can do the, the, the podium stuff. I was like, no, I'm good. No, I'm all right. I'll get the podium. <laughs> I got a Miles Turner story that I'm working on. down the hall. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. you can go into that confined space. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. He still didn't look like he felt great. I'm not gonna lie. After the game, but he said uh, he said he was he was fine. You know, he's he fine. was a trooper. Sure, of he's course, a trooper. And Some people they push through a sickness. <laughs> Is that a subtweet? It <laughs> it might be a subtweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I Speaking don't know. of tweets, <laughs> nice transition. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back with your tweets, and we'll wrap up the show here 
Uh, stick around here on the Locked On Celtics podcast. We ask you to tweet with the hashtag Rain and Jays for the basketball stuff and the rain and junk for the junky, goofy stuff. Sam's not here, so I never can do any of the goofy stuff justice. So I just he, yeah, that, his, that's his stuff. The that's junk is totally his. his. I mean, I, I you know, I have my sense of humor and all that stuff, but I just it's not it's. It's not. It's not jam. So it's not jam. There is know, only one jam. There's only one jam. There's only one jam. That's Put it, that on so. a plaque. <laughs> uh, so we'll just stick to this, and then if we can get jam on a podcast at some point between now and then, we'll get a real, really junky. Oh, I got some funny stuff, but um, what I love about tweets on a game like this is like there's distinct periods in the game where people are pissed. Oh, it's the but flow. People are happy. Oh yeah, it's awesome. You know? It's awesome. So you get things like. Oh, this is a good one from Matt uh, Simo1414 in Australian. Uh, at Jovi, uh, oh, He was replying to Simo. It was Jovian Shadow. Two years ago, if bangers took a three, we'd be howling for blood. <laughs> now, boom, <laughs> um, with appropriate gif action. Uh, that was in reaction to the Baines three early when it looked like the score was going to be 84-74 Celtics after one quarter. Yes. It was a completely, completely different game. <laughs> but, I mean, he's right. Baines with a little touch early. What he finished with, 14 minutes. That was the only three he took, and he was two for two. So he didn't have too much of an impact on this game. But that first quarter, it looked like it was a completely different series. I don't know if it was because um, Horford was sick or maybe Baines was uh, ineffective. How many minutes did he play? He played uh, 14. 14 minutes. 14 minutes. We saw a lot of Daniel Tice. Yeah. In weird combinations. Yeah. Odd lineups that... I personally was not enjoying. I was no, not having fun. I was not. I was he not came in with fun. Mook at the beginning of the first. He came in with Mook. That was his first possession. <laughs> he bumped into Kyrie Irving. That is caused the, the turnover. As you're talking about the roller coaster of Twitter, that is the bad part. <laughs> that is the the bottom. Yeah, that's that's that the was dark bad. place. It got it got dark for a little it period did. there. Yeah, it did. Yeah, we're sitting there up there going like, "Well, this is interesting. This is <laughs> weird." Yeah, and to see when when Kyrie went the same way and Tice like bumped into him and the ball jarred loose and then Mook fouled I forget who but it was a, a, an and one like it got real messy for like for like here? a 35 second span it was a gross gross period so that <laughs> was not great that was not great at yeah. Joey Angus 11 Terry wouldn't look so bad if he passed to anyone else besides Mook Mook <laughs> first of all Mook's minutes were not great Mook no. let's 21 minutes he was 0 for 8 Oh man! Uh, plus four. Yeah, it is just not good. So there goes the shine off of game one. Yeah, that's that went away real quick. Um, but him and Terry together is always dangerous. Luckily, and I wrote it down. Like uh, it's it was been like worse 20, than it was, it was tonight. It's definitely been worse. It was twenty-seven twenty, and I wrote it down. I'm like, oh shit! Here we Here go. go. Twenty-seven twenty yeah. with Terry and Mook on the floor, no Kyrie, because that's I was going to make zone. the note. Of like, well, it's now fifty-two twenty <laughs> in the course of thirty. <laughs> this is where the season was, yeah, was gone. Like, boom. Yeah, but they did have Hayward, and they did play well. They actually tied it at twenty-seven. So that I, I don't think Terry it's been and Mook worse. together. Yeah, is great. But you're right; it's been worse. So um, I am definitely on the same page there. The two of them together is quite a ride. 
is yeah. Uh, and along with at Young Keith needs someone to step up as a creator with Marcus out. Not nearly enough crisp ball movement for this series. He did much more in offense than in number show. Uh, and I think that goes along with Terry Rozier. He again tonight spotty offensively, but okay. Um, I'll take that spotty offensive game with his <laughs> with his defensive effort tonight. I totally will. Yeah, uh, but they do miss Marcus Smart as a creator. Yeah. There's just no doubt about it. Well, it's just nice to have him act as a primary ball handler. I'd much rather have him as the primary ball handler alongside Kyrie than Terry. I mean, you don't always know what you're getting with Terry, and uh, I just. I like Smart's consistency. It makes me feel a little better. <laughs> yeah. How funny is it to say I like Smart's consistency? How weird is that? How about Imagine that? saying that like a year ago. Yeah, my God. <laughs> I would. Oh, ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're done. Yeah. You're off the you podcast. You can go. You can go. See ya. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> now it's true. Especially uh, in comparison with Terry because that's <laughs> that. You and I would look pretty consistent out there, <laughs> Terry, because we probably be consistently bad. Yeah, but at least it's consistent. Yeah, they know what you're getting. At Funky underscore Celtics, Tatum is taking sidestep threes when he doesn't need to, right? Um, I don't know. I, I I can't think of off the top of my head, but I I like when he. I'd rather see him sidestep a three. There was, there was a time where he sidestepped, and then he stepped in. Yeah, and but he hit the shot. He hit the jumper. Yeah, I mean, I'm just. With Tatum, I'm just happy we're out of that really brutal period of the 18-footers, the contested 18-footers. That got bad for The Kobe while. era. The Kobe era. That got bad. And so I'm okay with him sidestepping a couple threes here and there if we can get away from that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's much better than what he was doing. Yes. For sure. Yes. Uh, let's see here. He's got to put on for Deuce at some point. You're right. <laughs> Deuce, by the way, at the post-game podium. Put on a show. Very, very cute. Yeah. It's it's baby at the podium. Where do you stand on babies at podiums? Babies at the podium. Well, it's different. Deuce is different. He's an exception because it's Deuce. I'm a big supporter in that regard. Very pro Deuce. Very pro Deuce. I think uh, it's it's gotten a little overdone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it started with Steph and Riley Curry. Sure, yeah. And that was cute at first, but then like, I don't know. I don't need to have you know Ellen DeGeneres bringing them on, and like <laughs> like that's what it gets out of hand, hey. and then everyone's bringing. But it's fine. I'm not. I, I enjoy it. It brings a little something different to the uh, to the sometimes boring podium. So, I, what's your where do you where do you lie? I'm I'm pro. I'm okay. pro kid. Um, my I did though. I have to admit now. I remember somebody went off on a a thing a year two three ago whatever it was about. You know, I'm trying to do some work and I well I gotta ask my questions and these kids are always distracting blah blah blah. Now. Marcus Morris brought Mook Jr. out there, and he just kept grabbing the mic. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this kid's cute, but can we just keep the mic just away from away him? a little bit. I was like, Mics you know, are enticing if you're a They child. are, I'm I sure. Understand that. I can't walk past a microphone without grabbing one myself. You and me both. So, <laughs> but I found like a brief fleeting like, okay, okay this Reporter is nice. moment. When you're, yeah, yeah, this is nice, but can, let's I do my job. I, want, I just want Mook to... <laughs> Because he was in the middle of a good answer. Yeah. And I'm like... I get that. I'm not going to be able to... Tra- There's no... Like, finish your thought. Yeah. I totally get that. I'm not I'm not anti-kid. Bring your kid out. I just was... I, I, I get what you mean. Finish your yeah. thought. Finish your you thought. Know? Yeah. Like, I, cool. I have to admit, I was covering the locker room. I was not... You were in the interview room. I was in the locker room tonight. When I came around the corner and I saw Deuce at the podium, 
I lit up like a fan. Sure. Boy. Like I could not get my phone out fast enough to get a video of Deuce. I saw Deuce picking up the box score. You would have thought I saw Bill Russell taking just like it was it was incredible. So it was that cute. Was, yeah, it was it was a great moment. Yeah. So I'm very pro kid. Um I just just from a very selfish perspective, if you're saying something just from an athlete, if I'll put it this way. My request to the children, to <laughs> yes, to the children, Speaking to you, Mook Junior. Yeah, no, to the to the dads who bring their kids yeah. out there. I have one simple request: like, you want to bring your kid out there? That's totally cool. But if your kid does something distracting, just start your answer over, and give me a complete sentence. So when I that's have a quote, like that's all. If if we're gonna if we're gonna have the kid out there, just cool. We want to see your kid. I'm pro Mook Junior. Mook Junior's cool. He's cute. Deuce obviously is a celebrity now. Yeah. Um, keep doing it. Keep bringing them out. Like it's it's. It, I love the human humanity of it. I love the human moment. And Mook was really great. Like kissing his kid all the time. Like it's an awesome moment. The love he shows for his son is that it's guy amazing. loves being a dad. He, it is awesome. Right. I it mean, is so great. His whole history, you know, with his own childhood. Like yep. he has made this commitment. Like I am not going to be. I'm going to be the opposite of that. I'm going to be as loving a dad. And you think it's pretty awesome like, to watch. Marcus Morris is like the toughest. Sob, you're gonna oh find like God. that dude. Imagine that dude. some bully mistakenly tries to oh pick on Luke Junior. Like, Holy oh hell! But oh. <laughs> but he's he is like it coming out of halftime, coming out of the tunnel when he's like playing with his kid before he comes awesome. back out on the court. It's, it's an awesome. amazing moment. Yeah. So he's he is I I'm very pro. But like if you're if in the middle of saying something and your kid grabs the microphone, cool, no problem. Just. Move it away, yeah, and just repeat your answer. So I have a good solid sentence. Thought. So when I'm putting my thing that's out, fair. you know, that's fair. I think I, th- I. Oh, God. <laughs> I just want to just be clear. I want to be clear. I'm not anti-kid at the podium. Raiden Jays not anti-kid. <laughs> the first pro, oh, the first pro child this basketball podcast. This is a test. This is a test of how popular I really am because this shouldn't be anything, <laughs> and it's not going to get out of control. But like. If I was like Bill Simmons level, oh yeah, this get would get out, out of control. Bill Simmons hates kids. Yeah, yeah, just totally, like that. totally aggregated yeah. like yeah. crazy. Yep. Final statement: We are both pro kid, pro kids, pro kids. Please, yes, <laughs> we're pro kids. <laughs> bring your kids to the podium. Hell, Gordon, I'm going to bring adop- the whole family. You know, next I'm going to adopt kids. <laughs> You're going to bring between, them in I'm there. I'm going to bring them in there. How great would it be if all the reporters brought their kids? In with them. You're going to show up with four kids at Banker's Life Fieldhouse on Friday. I'm going to borrow kids. <laughs> I'm just going to randomly, I'm going to give people like 100 bucks a piece. But can I just borrow your kid for like 15 minutes? Can you minutes? take my picture and tweet it? Yeah. Hashtag Raiden Jays. And just, just, just so everyone knows. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I got no more tweets. I got no We're off the rails we're, here. We're, we're going off the rails. That's our ode to uh, kids at the Jam Packard with the junk. That's oh, I got, I got one more junk thing. Where do you stand on Red Panda? Okay. I think I, I do have an opinion. I think Red Panda's act is awesome. But I think uh, there's – I tweeted this out at halftime. I enjoy people watching Red Panda more than I enjoy Red Panda's act itself. Sure. Because people go nuts. They love it. People go nuts. And the act is really cool. I've never seen her live. Really? This is my first time seeing it's her It's a live. hell of a – it's a ride. It's a ride. Yeah. She's out there on that unicycle, and it's it's not a regular old unicycle. That thing is like- It's tall as she hell. She climbs one of those ladders, yeah. and she's up above the rim. Yep. So. It is impressive. I understand that she, she it's the same act over and over and yeah. over again. And if you saw Red Panda 
every game, like, okay, let's vary up the halftime entertainment. Yeah. I'm not going to hold the fact that she does this one particular thing well against her. She knows her lane. She, yeah, she's She's yeah. great at it. She's really good at it. You know? Yeah. And who the hell even thinks to kick bowls on your- How like, do you get good at something like that? How do you go, one day you're sitting on your couch- Wow, look at that really tall unicycle. I'm going to get <laughs> on top of it, and hey, Mom, can you throw me seven bowls? And I'm going to give it a go. Like, how does one become good or find out they're good at something? That's, like that? It's an excellent question. I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's just got to be something accidental, like, I don't know. Yeah, I have no, but it is impressive. But it's my, impressive? my take on it is I enjoy watching people's reactions because, like, hearing, you know, a 60-year-old reporter up in up in the halo say did you hear red panda's here tonight (laughs) and he's got this look in his eye and i'm like see that's awesome i think that is that's exceptional and that says something about her act i instagram lived it yes like i I was excited to see it because i just i've only seen the clips and to have never seen it live like this is amazing even though i was way up in the halo uh, it was still really, really cool. She's like, basically oh, up there with us. No all, kidding. Yeah. But no, people like Jay King just shitting all over Red Panda. Jay's not a Red Panda. Jay fan. is very anti-Red Panda. Forsberg is pro, right? He's very pro. Very pro. We sat there in the locker room while nobody, none of the players were around. Like there was a locker room media availability, and it was like PJ Dozier, and, <laughs> like whatever. So we're just that's we where just, I that's where I make my hay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting there. We're talking. We had this big conversation with me, Abby Chin. Chris Forsberg and Jay King. When I expressed my excitement, because there was a piece of paper on one of the desks, right, and had Forsberg was like, "Oh no, it's Red Panda!" <laughs> and I got excited. I'm like, "I've never seen her. Oh my god!" And Jay's but like, I, "Oh, Red Panda, man, let's let's play it out." <laughs> but like I, Jay King voice. Yeah, that's it. I like that Jay impression. But like Jay's probably seen seen her a bunch. He's it doesn't you know? It's just no appreciation. It's appreciation like, of the craft, you know? <laughs> like okay. Yeah, I get it. She, that's the one thing that she does. Like, but don't hold it against her. Yeah, she that's that's a good knows way to what she does. It. Yeah, she does it well. She entertains the people. When she put those five balls up on her head, the the, <laughs> the crowd went nuts. Uh, it's incredibly impressive. You ever see the video of her doing it with Marshawn Lynch? And no. Marshawn Lynch is sitting in a chair. It's oh. in like a I think it was a bleacher report. Yes, it was yes, part yes, of their, yes. their show with him. Yes, it was incredible. Yes. He just And lost he him. wanted to get up. Yeah. He started doing there was like his his posse was there like uh, No, don't do that. Don't do that. And he was like, No, I'm gonna do it. He had one foot up there and he decided not to. Yeah. But that was electric video. Go watch it if you haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good stuff. All right. All right, solid podcast here. We might have something here with uh, Chris Grenham. Packard, you, you're on the hot seat. Are you willing to change your name? Yeah, I could be willing. In, yeah. in what form? Where do you? Where you, do you, gotta, have you going? You know, we're the Rain and Jays. You know how? Can you go? I don't know. Sam Packard turned into Jam Packard pretty Jam easily. Jam Packard's pretty good. It's pretty easily. There's Chris Grenham doesn't turn into. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, we can brainstorm. Yeah, we can brainstorm. We're gonna have to. But send uh, suggestions in, <laughs> and uh, and we'll value. They they might get they might get out of hand, but we'll we'll see that. Chris Grunham is a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah, you got a middle name? I got Joseph. There you go. It, is that it? That's it. <laughs> uh, Joseph is your middle name. Do you You're willing to go too. by Joseph? Yeah, I can go by Joe. Joe. <laughs> you, you wanted Joseph. <laughs> Joseph. The look on Krause's face when I, I said Joe. He's like, eh, yeah, maybe not. Joe. Joseph. You go know, with Joseph. Joseph. What? Hey, man. 
then, it's then your Jake pod. King can call you Brosif. Brosif. Then that's good. He I calls like people Brosif sometimes. Yeah, that's good. He's called me Brosif plenty of times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like Jay's nicknames. Jay's, Jay's hilarious. Yeah. Especially when he calls himself the God. The kid. The kid. The kid. Oh, God. I remember right. the first time I heard that, I was so confused. <laughs> I'm being totally honest. I was, I was so confused. But then I, I picked up on, on Jay's mantra. Yeah, yeah. That's, Jay's got a vibe. He does. It's a good vibe. <laughs> All right. We hope you're vibing with us here on the Lockdown <laughs> Celtics Podcast. It's 1 a.m. It's 1 a.m. <laughs> I still got work to do. Me too. Oh, man. Uh, but this has been a fun podcast. Uh, what's your Twitter handle now? Did you change it? Just my name, Chris Grenham. Okay. Yep. So maybe I'll have to change it to Joseph. Just change it to Joseph Grenham. Joseph. Joseph. Joseph Grenham. So go ahead and follow follow uh, Chris there and, and check him out on Nesson.com. Of course, subscribe to the podcast. You can do it on the Himalaya app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, blah blah blah, all the podcast app everywhere. We're everywhere. Tell your get in your car. And tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Celtics. Regular listeners, five-star rating, a good review would be awesome. And then spread the word. Share the podcast. Tell everybody to listen to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and Jay King. Locked On Celtics. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.